Welcome to this Business of Music and Poetry podcast, where the life of a creative meets the real world. I'm Michael Amade, host of World Poetry Open Mic and The Michael Amade Show, publisher of World Poetry Magazine, musician, poet, and author of more books than I should mention. My collaborator and co-conspirator in this project is none other than Clifford Brooks. Cliff is the author of Athena Parts, The Draw of Broken Eyes, and Worldly Metaphysics. He's the founder of the Southern Collective Experience and is a creative force behind the Blue Mountain Review. Our guest today is Maul the Pimp. Maul the Pimp released his first studio album, Business as Usual, in the spring of 2003 after appearing on numerous independent projects since 1998. In 2004, Maul graduated from Middle Tennessee State University with a degree in recording industry music business. He then relocated to New Orleans to work with former Cash Money Records platinum artist BG under his newly established label, Chopper City Records, which was distributed through Kalk E1 Asylum and then Atlantic Records. During his time at Chopper City Records, Maul was head of marketing and promotion, in-house studio engineer, booking agent, and road manager for all artists signed to the label. In 2005, while still at Chopper City, Maul launched his company, Pimpaholic Entertainment and Booking, releasing several mixtapes, albums, and documentaries under his own imprint. Due to his expertise and experience in the music industry, along with his college degree, Pimpaholic Entertainment and Booking renders several services such as management, marketing promotion, event booking, planning, video treatments, mixing, mastering, and label building. Maul the Pimp is more than just an artist, he's a brand. This is a great interview full of real-world applications in the music industry, and it has some messages that I think every creative person really needs to hear that we haven't covered yet on this podcast. Without any further ado, here is our interview with Mal the Pimp. This evening, on This Business of Music and Poetry, we have the legendary Jamal Hicks, Mal the Pimp, in the studio with us today. How you doing, boss? How you doing? I'm here. I'm here. Thanks for having me, man. I'm proud it's to be an abs- here. It's an absolute pleasure, man. It's it's uh we we met a couple of years ago on uh, my NPR yeah. show up there in Chattanooga, and uh, I've been I've been chomping at the bit to get you back on something of mine, man. man I'm um, happy. The last time we talked was on UTC campus in person. It UTC was. Yeah, it was, yeah. man. Yep. Um, yep. To, to give the folks uh, who are not familiar with you a little piece of your life, uh, why don't you hit us with some of your background, things you've been into? Uh, well, of course, uh, being an artist or rapper is what I'm most known for, but outside that, I'm also a businessman, uh, entrepreneur, you know, uh, I do legal, legal work as far as reading and writing contracts. I'm a booking agent. Uh, I do marketing and promotion. Uh, I'm a studio engineer. Uh, so, you know, I do a lot of these things outside of rapping. I do a lot of the business, but at the end of the day, it's still kind of promoting me as an artist, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, no, so model pimp is a name, but it's also technically a brand. That's why I am. I'm more of a brand. I'm like a walking corporation, as you say. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And you're still being humble about it. And you're absolutely right, yeah. man. Um, I'm like a, I'm like an octopus. I got like I got like eight arms, and then like it's like in each arm carries a different wears a different hat. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying so. It's just it's more than me. What the more me style. And I also have a degree. Uh, a lot of people know that. People who know me know that I have a degree from Middle Tennessee State University in recording industry, music business. I have two minors. One minor is mass communication, the other minor is entertainment technology. So yeah, it's a lot to me, it's a lot. I've uh, I've watched and studying putting together my own my own business. Uh, I found out, I found that uh, the, the motto, you ain't gotta do it all yourself, but you need to know how to. 
uh, it, it yeah. saves you a lot of time and money and frustration. Uh, do you find that to be the case yeah. in your world? Definitely. Like that, a prime example of that, like I'm also, like I say, I'm a studio engineer. So I know how to run the studio equipment and work the mix board and stuff like that. So say to go up to piggyback off of what you said, if I'm in the studio with a guy, I'm telling him, hey, do this or do that. He says, well, I don't know how to do it or it might take too long. I said, man, fuck yeah, the way I do it myself, man. Because I know how. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that, that definitely goes a long way. And that way, also, in a situation like that, not just a studio situation, but a situation where uh, knowing how to do everything, people just can't tell you anything because you know it also. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah a more knowledge will never hurt nobody, man. Definitely. Yeah. Now, tell us about the music that you have out and the albums that are out, because, I mean, they, dude, they've been selling like crazy. Uh, give us give us your discography, as it were. You see that? Well, uh, this is all you so y'all can y'all can see this, but the people can't see that. You see that that big plaque right there? All of those albums are albums that I came out with. Mm-hmm. That's about two or three years old, so it's probably missing about five or six projects right there. But when I started, you got to think, I started in 1997. My first, mm-hmm. release was, my first release was a cassette tape. You understand what I'm saying? That was my first release of cassette tape. You dig? Mm-hmm. So after that, I haven't I haven't stopped since. You know, so you're talking 97, 98, all the way up to 2021. Now I've released something every year or every year leading up until this point. Sometimes it's been albums, sometimes it's been mixtapes, sometimes it's been DVDs and documentaries, but I've released something every year up until 2021. And that's where all of those things come from. You know, so I have a full discography, a full discography. You know, yeah. Now, this is this is a, a big thing that I, I really uh, I really want to kind of jump in and highlight here for a minute, because we've got a lot of people who are musicians who listen to this. We got a lot of people who are poets who listen to this. And I mean, Cliff, you and I both know poets who, you know, put out a book like once every 10 years, if that right, like it's it's very precious. Right. And I, and I understand taking time to do the work right. But Cliff, you and I both are big guys are about hustle, make it happen, like actually get things out on a consistent basis. And it seems like you kind of do the same thing. Um, so how do you go about, you know, the, the, how do you keep that internal drive to keep going? I mean, that's a long time, 97 to 2021. Uh, like, how do you, how do you keep that drive to keep moving and keep putting things out every year? Uh, two things. One, the most important thing, like, this is what I do is I have a passion for it. Like a lot of, so you have some people who it's a passion and this is a job for me. This is why I make my money. I pay taxes off of this. Then some people, it's just a hobby. Like they do it whenever they get a chance to, or if they don't have anything else to do, then they want to try to, this is what I really do right here. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm full fledged into it. So it's, there's no excuses. I'm full fledged into it. So uh, the drive is the fact that I'm, 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 I'm built for this. I'm cut out for this. I have a degree in this right here in the business side of it, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, so I really put my all into this, you know, and uh, that's my drive. And then I, I love what I do. I like to go in the studio. I like I like when I have to put out a new project, like this documentary I just came out with. This took me three years to do, but I like setting these goals and putting that challenge ahead of me. Like I get off off of that and then watching the end result. You know what I'm saying? So this is what I, I'm built for this. This is what I do right now. And I, I it's love true, that- man. Yeah, I love you take it seriously too. Like talking about getting a degree in it. Like you're 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 taking it seriously. You want to know what the industry is. So right. I mean, and I know you see a lot of people kind of in the industry who want it. Like tons of people want to make it big. Very few people want to do the work, but tons of people want to make it big, right? So what's right. what is uh what do you think the people you know, including you and maybe some other people you know that are, are successful and kind of making it happen? 
what are the differences you see between the average person who's trying to make it happen versus the ones who actually do? What's the big difference you see? Uh, the dedication. One word, the dedication and the amount of work you're willing to put in. The person who wants to make it happen but doesn't make it happen, they're, they're, they are not in it ten toes. The person that makes it happen, he uh, he, he dedicates his life to it. Like, there's no excuses, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and even with me, like with a lot of the artists I brush shoulders with here in the city, it can be some of the simplest things. I can say something like, hey, man, if, if I was you, I would do this, this. For, I'm going to give you a prime example. I would say somebody, I would tell somebody, hey, uh, you want to be a rapper, right? It's a big DJ music convention in Florida where all the DJs are going to be there from all over the country. If you're an artist and you came out and you just came out with a new single or a new album, it would be small for you to go to Florida to network with all these DJs and possibly get your music out. And uh, answer, this is just an example I'm giving. And the answer I would get back was, man, I don't got the gas money. Uh, the hotels cost much. Well, I can't, I can't get nobody to go with me. To me, that's an excuse. You understand what I'm saying? Me personally, I would go down there and prime. And I've done this before. I was okay. I don't have to stay at the top of the line. Here you go. I stay at damn near crackhead hotel. And instead of me eating the Applebee's every day, I just got to eat McDonald's, 99 cent cheeseburgers. But when I'm down there in the mix, networking, the people I'm networking with are not going to know this is what I'm going through to be down here. All, all, all I know is I need to be here under any means necessary, no matter what I got. If I got to sleep in my car one night in a hotel room a few more nights, as long as I'm here. As long as I'm at these events to where these people are at, who I need to be in front of. Now, what I paid, my, what I went through to get down here, they'll never know. My point is, I need to be here. So, to me, I'm there by enemies necessary because I dedicate my life to it. A person who wants to make but not willing to go that far will say, "Man, I can't go because of this, this, this." Like to me, it's no excuses. It's, there's no excuses whatsoever to get there. There's no excuses. Like, for instance, you can ask me. You can tell me, "Hey, hey, Jamal, I need you to." fly to New York next week, next Monday, today is Thursday. I need you to fly to New York Monday to be a guest on our show. It's going to be a real important show. X, 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 X is going to be there. Can you make it? My word to you is going to be, yeah, I'll be there. When I hang up, I'm saying, how the fuck am I going to get up there? But I'm going to figure it out. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to tell you, yeah. I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to and Then when I get there, in my mind, when I get there, that makes me hit the ground running even harder because you don't know what the fuck I had to go through to get here, man. I had to borrow money from this guy, do a discount wholesale over here, but the bottom line is I wasn't going to miss the opportunity. And that makes me get here and make the most of the opportunity because I had to go through hell to get there. But on the, no means necessary, am I going to say, nah, I wish I could make it, but I can't. That's not an option for me. That separates me from the rest right there. Am I making sense to you? I think it's oh, yeah. fantastic, man. Fantastic. Yeah. And, right. and the thing that's cool is that what you're doing is you're echoing the same stuff we've heard from musicians in other genres too. Like we asked a guy from a, a band turquoise, right? Just the other week, Cliff, mm -hmm. uh, what did it take to make it? He goes, well, you get in a van and you tour every week for 13 years or whatever. Like you like, no one else wants to do that kind of stuff. Um, and so that's to say, it's the same story. It's the dedication, right? It's the, the grind. It's not, it's not going to be glam and glitz every time, man. Like even with me over the years, a lot of people see me on TV or they see me on the radio or see me, brushing shoulders or smoking weed with some of their favorite celebrities. And that's what they see right there. But it's took a process to get to this, man. I didn't start this yesterday and then this happened the next day. It took a process to get to that. And some people see that and they want that life immediately. They don't know the work I put in to get to that. You know what I'm saying? And when they start trying to follow these same footsteps and realize, oh, it's a few bumps in the road. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. They quit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. 
I do. And it's, it's, you need to look into being a motivational speaker. Fact. Like today, 20 minutes ago, bro. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm ready to go out there and build something right now. I'm not kidding, man. It's, 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 I'm serious. I'm not being, I mean, people know me. I'm not a nice guy. I mean, I am, but like, I mean, I'm not, I never flatter anybody. I feel like flattery is the only socially acceptable way to lie. And that's not what we do here. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the, the, it's infectious, the, the charisma that you have, you know, it is, I'm serious. You know I'm sitting here. And I, I, I can say, I hear you saying motivational speaking. I take that, but at the end of the day, it's real, it's really me just, Telling my story, like I want to tell them about to do something I haven't done before. So I, I appreciate you saying I'm a motivator. I appreciate that, but at the end of the day, it's just me really being honest. It's just really me really being honest. This is what it takes. This, this is how you have to apply yourself. If you're not willing to do it this way, then you know, try something else. Mm-hmm. You know, point blank. It is, it's, point and, blank. I, and I, I do believe that's that that's the core of what has always brought me back to your work is the honesty. The honesty is the motivation. We've all heard people get up there and say, this is how you do it. And you can tell right off the bat, that person has never done any of that, you know? Right, uh, right, right. And so, I mean, that, 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 that natural flow comes straight through you into any conduit that you, that you, cause your music is the same way, man. It, you don't, you don't spill it out. You don't spoon feed people, your lyrics and, 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 right, and, and you, right. you get it. You, the, the marriage of the beats and your words and every, it, it, it has a very symphonic nature in that you don't, it, it's obvious to me, at least, that when you put down a track, you've thought about every single angle, every sound, Damn right. Damn every right. beat. Um, Damn but it right. never seems it never seems forced. How do you how do you create such a such a brutal uh, harmony on your albums? Oh, uh, making music is easy to me, it's, and it's, and, it's, and it's one simple reason why because uh, I am who I really say I am. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have to portray an image on 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 when I when I uh go in the studio and do music. Like I'm really just writing who I am, you know. So however it comes across to the average person or the average ear, that's how they take it. But it's really me being brutal and honest. You know, no matter what the subject matter is, it can be females, uh street shit, uh partying, uh, you know, riding in a car, just vibing throughout the day, uh having a a, a vacation paradise type of feeling, whatever the whatever the event is. It's just me being honest, so it makes it easy because I'm not, I'm not fronting. I'm not being somebody that I'm not. Like, Maul the Pimp and Jamal is the same person. Mm-hmm. You know, Maul the Pimp is just my stage name. But it's not like a Superman, Clark Kent type shit with me. It's the same person. What you see is what you get. I don't act one way for the camera, and then we turn the camera off. I go back to being who I really am. It's the same person, so it's easy for me to, be, it's easy for me to do what I do. Now... Uh, I want to move in, uh, away from the music and into your documentaries because the the educational value there is just as honest as your music. I mean that 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 thread that thread of you carries through everything you do, and that's why. I mean, again, I'm I'm just seeing it from the outside. That's why I see initially it gets so successful because people don't wonder if you're honest; they know you are. So let, let's move into let's move into to off comes the mask. Tell us about that documentary. Man, off comes the mask. That documentary was three years in the making as far as me actually physically putting it together. But this is a story that, this is a story that's 21 years old, man. 21, this is really classic hip hop history in terms of Chattanooga. The documentary just came out this past Sunday, April 11th. I had a viewing party, and I wanna give a special thanks to my people at the Cigar Bar, the Chattanooga Cigar Bar. I had the viewing and release in the premiere party there. Off Comes the Mass is a documentary based on a record label called Fam Records that was based in Chattanooga. It was up and running from 1997 until 2003. 
I was a part of that record label from beginning to end. Now, this is going to be considered the most successful record label out of Chattanooga. Two reasons. Found Records responsible for what we call the hardcore hip-hop scene in Chattanooga. The foundation for hardcore hip-hop was laid through Found Records. The blueprint for how to do business in the music game was laid through Found Records for us, how to promote yourself, how to market, how to brand, how to actually get paid and make hundreds of thousands of dollars off of music, legit. All this was paved and introduced through Found Records. So uh, on the outside looking in during this time, it was looking like we was on our way. We had a few record deals on the table. One specifically specific was with Universal Records, and people knew about that. you know. And so and then at the end of the day, what happened was, the FBI raided the label twice, once in 2001, then the second time in 2003. So you got all this positive shit going on, but at the end of the day, it was still street activities going on around the label. And because of that, it caught up and we lost in the end. Million dollar record label shut down by the feds behind petty drug sales, allegedly. You understand? Right. So if I'm a new artist that's coming up in the game and I watch the Found Records documentary, I would treat this like a college course. Like here's our do's and don'ts about what to do in this rep in this record industry right here. Look at the things that we did well. Do those same things and or do it better. Do something along those same guidelines and do it better. Look at what we did wrong and try to make those same mistakes. You understand what I'm saying? So uh it's definitely an important documentary. And this is 2021. The record label shut down in 2003. So it's 18 years ago and this story is still relevant. I had a big turnout for this premiere. My, this is the first week of sales, and I still I don't want to get my dollar amount, but uh, the sales are coming in like multiple streaming off my website, uh, DVD sales out of the store, cash app sales, pre-order mail outs. Like I'm I'm on to a, a successful first week of sales right here. Successful. This came out Sunday. Today is just Thursday. I'm on a successful first week of sales right here. You know, from a store that started basically 20, 21 years ago. You know, so I'm, 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 I was blessed to be a part of that, and I'm blessed to be able to tell the story in a way that I'm telling it. Yeah, definitely. So well, before, this well, oh. before this slides on by, uh, how do we get our hands on it? Tell people where they find it. Good question. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of Chattanooga, it's available right now at M&J Clothing Store on Brandon Road. The address for M&J Clothing Store is 5210 Brandon Road. It's also available at the Fast Stop gas station, which is 2285 Wilcox Boulevard. Now, in terms of nationwide, people who just don't have DVD players or people who are not based in Chattanooga, you can go to my website, www.maldepimp.com. You can stream it off my website. If you don't have a DVD player, you can stream it off my website and just download the uh, link straight to your computer. Or you can order a hard copy DVD off my website and have it mailed to you. www.maldepimp.com, M-A-A-L, T-H-E-P-I-M-P, MarvelPimp.com. That's for the people who can get it nationwide. And for us people, I said that, like I said, that are based in Chattanooga, M&J Clothing Store on Brandon Road, Fast Stop Gas Station on Wilcox Boulevard. Bam, bam. Nice. Now, now let me let me ask you here, uh, like, as far as, you know, there's a lot of times people see stories that they, they think need to get attention, uh, you know, things that they, they wish more people knew about. How did you get into making documentaries? I mean, I think that's that's a that's a great art form, a great way to tell stories. How did you move into that from being a or just a, you know a rapper? I learned years ago. Uh, I honestly learned years ago, but when I was still uh, putting my albums out, my first the first uh, sign that went off in my head. I, what I noticed was that when I was putting my albums out, 
and I shot videos to songs on my album that always boosted my album sales. Visual sales with people. You understand what I'm saying? So if I have a favorite, if you have a favorite song off my album and now you see the video, that song does, that video does something else for that song in your mind. You know what I'm saying? So I always knew the visuals, visuals are what people want to see. They can listen to music all day. When they see some shit, it, it just it just comes across different. You know what I'm saying? So I was always stuck on filming and, and recording shit and, and giving some people giving people something to look at with their eyes, supposed to hear with their ears. So I I've, I've been had that in my head. Fast forward, uh, my first DVD that I put out, I guess you can call this a documentary. It was called City of Chet. What I basically did, I shot a video called Chattanooga, Where You From? I shot a video called Where You From Chattanooga, which was also used in a movie, Spring Breakers on Lionsgate Film out of Hollywood. That was also used in the movie for that. So when I shot the video, I had cameramen filming the whole time I shot the video. And they filmed like behind the scenes and, and this and that. So I took the behind-the-scenes footage and had it edited up and this and that and came out with a full DVD called Say Their Chat. That DVD sold a lot of copies. I made a lot of money off of that. And I'm looking at it like, okay, I know they like the song itself and the music video, but the behind-the-scenes footage was more interesting than the actual video itself. You understand what I'm saying? So and I looked at how people t- was taken to that. So I'm like, okay, this, this is the lane I probably need to go in right here. Once I saw that right there and I saw how the behind-the-scenes footage was more interesting than the actual video or the song I was promoting from that point on, I knew then, okay, I need to start documenting shit. And from there, documentary came from there. You know what I'm saying? So, bam. Yeah. And then after that, you uh, you had the documentary 32, correct? Yeah, that came out about two years ago, whenever we met you. That might have been 2018, 19. Yeah, 2018, I think, yeah. Yep. And what I picked up off of when I watched that documentary was it, it, it showed you working on your feet. The, the scene that I remember is when the police kept riding by and you had the camera still going so that the, ca- the cops right. wouldn't hassle you. You know, and, and, and right, when I right. watched it, I was like, I know exactly what he's doing. And because they sat there, but right. y'all never turned to get that to look. I mean, it's just it's, right. business, right. the businessman, the businessman is always on, but you just have this relaxed. Right, right. And people right. don't know, but you're like six foot ten. You are huge. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm six. Two, I'm six two. I'm six two. So when I look up, I'm like, damn. When I, I'm six, when I met you, I was like, what can I do for you, sir? Please, just, well, we, can we do that? It, it's, it, it's. So I mean, it's not like, did you see Jamal? You can't not see Jamal. Jamal. I mean, it's right there. Right. It's, right. And, so, and the reason, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's funny. It's a joke, but it's not a joke because it's like, to me, you carry an industry in your heart. You know, and you need that yeah. frame. You need that frame. Right, 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 right. Presence. Um, and it, 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 it demands respect, man. Um, right. How did you yeah. learn how to hold it together, man? How, how do you do that? I want to know. Tell me. Uh, because uh, at the end of the day, I'm a business guy. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a hood dude, man. I'm a hood dude, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's what the, I'm, I come straight from out the neighborhood, man. I'm from the West Side Project in Chattanooga, you know, so... Being raised in an environment like that, off the top, has me cut from a different cloth. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and how that works for me in this music game is I can either be business-minded with you, or if it's necessary, I can let that side of me come out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I try not to do that. But uh, at the end <laughs> Thank of the day, God. Yeah, I try not to do that. But at the end of the day, 
I'm cut from a different cloth. So I've, I've, I've been around worse shit. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I've been through it all. I've been through the mud, man. So I know how to hold myself together. This music game and this little entertainment shit, this shit, this shit is bubblegum right here, according to the shit I've seen and been through. So it's easy to hold myself together in an environment like that. And like what you saw on the documentary with the police coming back, right? Uh, you saw we kept our composure because at the end of the day, we wasn't doing nothing wrong. We know we wasn't doing nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? I've been in worse environments when I was doing something wrong when they came back. So I, if I'm out here and I know I'm not doing nothing wrong, I don't have no drugs on me, all I'm doing is recording a video on the street with a thousand more people walking up down the street. I wish you would stop the fuck with me. Because now I'm smart enough to know I can call my lawyer on you. So now I'm really, I'm really hoping you fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be selling out of court. You know, you follow, you follow me because I didn't do shit. I do. So that's, why I want the, that's why I want the camera to keep rolling to see that I didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Why would you stop and fuck with me when you got 20,000 UTC students walking up and down the street that you hadn't said nothing to? Why, mm-hmm. why would you stop and do something with me unless you're stereotyping me? Exactly. exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I say, you know, I'm cut from another cloth. You know, I've, I've been in the projects for years when we was doing all kind of bad shit and the police was coming back. And we had to run or hide something. Now that I'm right here fully legit, what I got to run from the police for? What, you want to see my business license, my ID, my debit card, or my credit card, my company name on there? What you want to see? <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> That's how I hold it together. <laughs> now, let me ask this question. I mean, you're talking about being raised in, in an environment like that, and I, you know, and I, I've met quite a few, uh, quite a few entrepreneurs and musicians who come from an environment like that. But at some point, they always talk about having to make a conscious decision to make a shift, right? Like I'm going to step out of, I'm going to step out of the the hood mentality into the business mentality, and I'm going to choose to move into this. I can always access it that I want to, but I, I need to choose in. What was that? What was that moment for you that you decided to make that choice? If if you did, I'm just assuming there, but. Yeah, I've been made the choice. I'm gonna tell you, I, I've been, I've been uh, smart enough to know I should have did that. But the final confirmation for me was when the final record situation happened. You understand what I'm saying? Which goes back to this off comes some ass DVD. Let me explain this. When it comes to that right there, in terms of business, we were the best businessman you can do, you can you can imagine. We were doing our music. We was getting paid off our music. You understand? We was really, we had really had real revenue coming in off the music. So it was totally legit when it came to the music. But at the end of the day, it was still street shit going on around the label. You understand what I'm saying? It was one foot in and one foot out. So and right when we was at our peak, when it was looking like it was about to happen, when that million-dollar deal was about to come, bam, it come to FBI. You follow what I'm saying? So say if I was still want to dip and dab in the streets, if I didn't learn from that, I would be crazy. So once I moved on from that situation right there, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I don't want nobody around me that's, in doing, that's involved in that type of shit. I had a few dudes that come to me after the fan record situation shut down, dudes who was uh, known dope boys. They wanted to invest in me. No, I don't want your money, bro. I'm in a, the reason I'm in the situation like I am now is because of, base, of, of dope. You know what I'm saying? I'll be damned to let a, another dude come behind or come after that and invest in me as a dope boy. If they get you, what they're gonna get me on money laundry to help you help you clean your money? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying conspiracy. So so no, no, no. I already struggle and get it out the mud before I take a bunch of free money that I know is not right. You follow what I'm saying? So uh, my final struggle, like I said, was learning from when I saw a record label that I put my all and my heart and my soul into get shut down, have some shit that I had nothing to do with, street shit. And you gotta you gotta understand this, like with the fan record situation, like uh. I didn't have a plan B. 
I put my my all my eggs in that basket. I never did go into it thinking, okay, if this don't work, I'm gonna try this. I put my all into it, hoping that it was gonna work. So when that shit got shut down behind street shit, you follow me now. And I gotta start from scratch and build my own self back up again. I'm not gonna be the, a victim of that shit twice. You understand what I'm saying? So to answer your question, that's when I made the final decision. Like I don't want shit around me. Even even though I'm not doing shit, I don't want you around me if you're doing something. Because I don't need to be railroaded in that situation. I don't need to have the feds taking pictures of you and get a picture of me, then come fuck with me just for being on the picture with you. You understand what I'm saying? So I I, I learned quick from that right there. So ever since 2003, I've been straight up legit. Smoke a little weed here and there, but that's not they not they not looking for shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I've been straight up legit since 2003. Yeah. Man, <laughs> smart as hell though. Smart as hell. I mean that, that's really that's that's what you got to do, right? Like that's uh. <laughs> And, and by the way, that's not just from people like, in fact, like you talk about, you know, being raised in the hood, but like, I can also think of people in like rock bands, country bands that, that fuck themselves up just as badly, <laughs> like all right. the time. You got to make the choice. Like, what are you, uh, what are you going to serve? Are you going to serve the art? You're going to serve the pursuit of that? Or are you going to serve something else? And right, there's, right. there's no room, there's no room for, for, for two pursuits there. I think, um, no, great answer. Great answer, man. This music, this music game, man, like, it's probably one of the best jobs you can have, man. And, uh, excuse me. The whole point is to use this to make it out of the neighborhood. A lot of people make it out of the neighborhood, and they bring the neighborhood with them when they make it out. And doing that brings them right back to the neighborhood. I don't want to be that victim right there, man. That's, that's not what I want. I've seen what happens when you do that shit. So I'll be dumb to see that, know better, and still do it. That's dumb. That's my fault if I get fucked up. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. No, that that's huge right there. Like that point, Cliff, right there. Don't you think like that's a um that's a thing that I think differentiates the the great artists that we've interviewed, the great artists we know, is that they're moving out of something and they're they're bringing something totally different. They're not dragging their past behind them. Like uh, like that's the thing. So so let me I mean, so, it, oh go on, Cliff. Sorry. Oh no, no. I mean it's, it's owning your past and, and 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 Jamal. I mean you you know this better than I do. You own it. I mean you talk about it. You're honest about it. Um, and I, I was listening to Steve Harvey talk one time and he said he was, uh, when he was young, his, his daddy told him to, you, to help the poor people. Don't be one of them because you can't, you can't help the struggle unless you get out and show away, you know, how do you feel about that? Is that, is that kind of in line with what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that. That makes, I never, I never thought about it. I never heard that phrase before, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I can agree with that. And now you, you take your message, you know, much farther than the music industry. You have a podcast and a podcast you got. Yeah, man. I'm glad you brought it up. My podcast is, uh, I got a podcast and I got a talk show. So I talk about the podcast first. My podcast is called Pimpaholic TV Podcast. And you can go to my YouTube channel for that. My YouTube channel uh, is Pimpaholic TV on YouTube. Go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. P-I-M-P-O. H O L I C, just like alcoholic, pimpaholic, mm-hmm. pimpaholic TV podcast. Now, with the podcast, the podcast and the talk show is different. In the podcast, a lot of my guests on my podcast are more be considered more celebrity guests or whatever. So right. the podcast is kind of based on the entertainment industry. I have a lot of people on there that's from different walks of life: rappers, comedians, uh, you know, uh, R and B singers, you know. But it's more it's more based on entertainment. So I interview them and I kind of pick their brain about their career or what they got going on. And it's, and it's a lot of well-known people, people who you've seen on TV 
people who are known on the industry or people who have multi-platinum plaques or stuff like that. So that's the guess I have on my podcast. I've been in the industry for a long time, so I've got relationships with a lot of people. So I use those relationships and I reach out to them, hey, I need you on my talk show. You know, so that's that's the podcast, Pepalog TV podcast. My talk show is called Table Talk with MTP. That's totally opposite from the podcast. It's more on a personal thing, on a personal level. Uh, and I discuss what I consider debatable topics. You feel me? So uh, I just found my second episode of the talk show about three weeks ago. And it's debatable topics. So the first topic uh, was called uh, Why Do Men and Women Cheat? That was the first topic. You know what I'm saying? It's a debatable topic. I had two females on there and two men on there. So you're hearing answers and uh, opinions from both angles. Why do men cheat? The females had a lot to say about that. Why do women cheat? The men had a lot to say about that. And I'm kind of like the, I'm the anchor, I'm the host. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the first topic. The topic that I just filmed a few weeks ago was uh, called this. If a man proposes and a woman says no, should the relationship be over with? Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, two females, two men. So you hear different opinions or whatever, different opinions. So those are the first two topics so far, and I have a lot more upcoming right. topics coming up that I won't reveal yet because I hadn't filmed them. But those are the first two so, uh, shows that I've filmed so far. You know, so, and again, that's a talk show, Table Talk with MTP. The podcast mm-hmm. is the Empire TV podcast. So it's, and this is what Brandon comes in at. So it's two separate things, right? But who is the host of both of those? Maul the Pimp. So it still brands my name. It still brands the Maul the Pimp name. So that's the business side of it right there. Yeah. And it gets my YouTube views up on my channel so I can start monetizing and get money off of just people watching my shit. So it's all a business play. It's all a business play. It, it, it makes it makes so much sense too, and talking about branding. And then there's another thing that you do as well. Uh, you know, well, something you'd mentioned is that you have a lot of different elements of what you do. And I, I, one of the things I realized in music industry, at least for me, is that I had to be able to bring a bunch of different skills to the plate uh, to be to be someone who can actually be a player, right? right and right, uh, yeah. it sounds like you're very much very similar. So. Uh, could you speak to, I know you do uh, engineering and you, you know, you got all that. Could you, could you speak to kind of like the value of, of having a, uh, the capabilities of a lot of people in, in just you, uh, like being able to bring that. Yeah. 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 You, you, if you do that, you can stay in the mix, bro. Like, like, man, every hat is to wear in the music industry. I've worn it every single hat. So for example, rapper, we don't have to talk about that. You know that I do that. So then, if I'm in the studio with the engineering perspective, for instance, uh, we need somebody to engineer and mix this album. We have we don't have anybody to do it. Oh, I can do that too. Man, I got a big contract on the line, and a lawyer wants to charge me five or six thousand to do the contract or to read it over. Blah blah blah. This next, I have no idea what these big words mean. I do. I went to school for that. So instead of paying a lawyer this this much, give me about half of that. And you're going to get the same advice from me because I know the same shit that he knows. I'm just not calling myself a lawyer, but I know it's all these words in the contract that are fucked up for the rest of your life. I know what these words are too. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm just not a lawyer. So instead of paying him all this, you can pay me this. Or another scenario, people might come and say, man, I got about four to $50,000 I want to spend. I want to invest in a new artist who I'm, who I'm trying to so-called sign or manage. I have the money to spend on them, but I don't know the areas to spend the money in. 
I don't know where to spend it. So I can come along and say, hey, how much you got? Okay, don't spend it on this, this, this. Spend it like this, this, and this. The way you can see residuals and benefits from it. Do that make sense? You got the so money. You don't have me just going to blow the money and feel like I just blow the money for no reason. Now, let me show you how to spend this fifty or 6000 And once I show you how to spend it and save X amount of dollars, you pay me for me giving you that advice. You understand what I'm saying? I'm also a booking agent. Which means it's like, say, for instance, Cliff, if you were this big-time platinum artist, Mike, you were, you were a promoter in the city, and you say, uh, hey, Ma, I want to book Cliff for 4th of July weekend in my city, in Miami, Florida. I want to bring the South Beach, but I don't have a contact on Cliff. How do I get in touch with him to find out how much he wants for a show and how to get him down here? That's why I come in at. You don't have a contact on Cliff? Well, I know Cliff. I know his manager. Or I know his security. I can get in touch with Cliff. So you call me. Hey, Ma, I want Cliff for 4th of July in Miami. Blah, 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 blah. So I go to Cliff. Hey, Cliff, I got a promoter in Miami. He wants to book you for 4th of July. What are you charging? He's going to say I'm charging 20000 plus five flights and five rooms. I'll come back to you, Mike, and tell you he wants 22000 Put 10% on top of that. You follow what I'm saying? Walk with uh-huh. a commission fee. Walk with a commission fee for booking the show. So I, I, I do shit like that because I'm connected with a lot of rappers of NFL, of basketball, pro stars, comedians, R&B singers. I'm connected with a lot of these people. And I know a lot of promoters who want to book these people to bring them to their show. I mean, to bring them to their city. So when they want to book these people and they can't get in touch with them personally, I get the call for that. You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just had a guy call me two days ago. Or, yeah, he called me Tuesday. And I still hadn't, I hadn't got back to this yet. He called me Tuesday. He has a clothing uh, company. He wants me to help him get off the ground. He wants to reach out to a few uh, celebrities and get them to wear his clothes and, and say his clothing line on their videos and, and on their uh, social media platforms and all that. But he has no way to get in touch with them. So who do we call for that? Me. Now, in the midst of that, he wants me to get in touch with these people and get them to do this and this and that. And his last, and where we at right now, what's having got back to him. Okay, Ma, if you do this, if you make these phone calls, get in touch with these people and do this and that, how much do I owe you for that? What will you charge me for that? I said, send me everything to my email and write. Let me look over everything that you want me to do, then I'll give you a price. The email came yesterday. I just hadn't looked over yet because I've been busy. So when I finally get everything done, I'm going to call them back, read over everything, say, okay, based on this, give me this much. Well, and that that's such a big difference, too, between being like, and I, and I use the term, like, just a rapper, because I think there's there's a thing there, right? Like, there's people who who are like, I'm a rapper, that's all I do. And you know what? Hey, some of them make it work on some level, but they've yeah, got other people knows. behind them, right? They've got other people. Right, exactly. Yeah, everybody, everybody has a team. Everybody has Everybody's a team. got a team. But I think the, uh, you know, what what you're talking about too is is uh, reminds me of the guy Rob, the director Robert Rodriguez. He had a, he had a book put out called Rebel Without a Crew. He was talking about when nice when uh, the move when the movie studios think that you need them to hire all the other people to make your movie, they'll push you around. But if you know how to do every job, you're scary. And his whole thing was like, be scary, like be the scary one, you know. That's and it true. sounds like That's exactly true. the kind of path you follow, you know, which is this fantastic. Well, hey, what's the name of that book again? Uh, it's Rebel Without a Crew. Uh, what's in, uh, what's yeah, by, in there? by Robert Rodriguez. And it's the, he's the guy who made, uh, you ever see uh, Desperado with uh, 
Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. That's the sequel to his first movie. So uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez did this thing where he did a uh, uh, he did one of those in-house drug studies where he got paid something like seventy-eight hundred bucks for a month, staying inside, getting uh, you know a test, some pharmaceutical test. And while he was inside, he wrote a script, took that money, borrowed a sixteen-millimeter film camera, and made a movie in Spanish, and ended up selling it to Columbia. And that, that's what gave him his big start. So the book's all about that. Okay. Fantastic book, man. Robert Rodriguez, Rebel, a Rebel Without a Crew. You, you got it. I, I, I think you'll love that one. Like, I, that's, that that's, that's, really a book. that's a book, right? Yep. That's a book. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's all a right. good, you should still be able to find it. It's a pretty popular one in the film, okay. film world. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> and, yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and I mean, before we let you go, I mean, it, it's the, the your, your, hum, your humility stands always. And the one thing we've not talked about is your your albums, your music. How do we get a hold of your sound? Yeah. Man, all my music is available right now on Spotify. All the, all which, how, how people say all the digital platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music, uh, iTunes, uh, DistroKid, like all all of this shit right here. You go on the internet, just Google my name. All my albums will pop up. For now, you can download them, the whole app, or you can download them per song, whichever one you want to do. You know what I'm saying? All my albums on Spotify, uh, let's say iTunes, Apple Music, and all this, Amazon, all that shit. All my albums are on all of that. All of them. All of them. That's great. Yeah, That's rolling. great. We rolling, man. So, so let me let me ask you this here, man, because I, I mean, we've, we we have a lot of poets, we got a lot of musicians, we got a lot of aspiring people who listen to this show, and I always kind of ask this question: people who are really on top of their game. Uh, if you were going to offer a piece of advice to someone who's, who's soaking this up, who's really excited about making, you know, doing something, uh, if you could give them a piece of advice about their career, what would you tell them? Oh, uh, I got a nice piece of advice. <laughs> what I would say is this, uh, believe in yourself and don't ever look for anybody else to support you. Mainly do not be upset when your friends don't support you. Because you're not going to get the support from your The people who you expect to support you, they're not going to do it. You're not going to get support from your friends. So don't be mad when they stop supporting your shit. It's natural. They, they're, 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 they're built to do that. You feel what I'm saying? So don't, whenever you see that, don't be, don't be uh, upset by it. Keep pushing. Again, let me repeat that. Do not get frustrated or upset when your friends do not support you. It's natural for that type of shit to happen. You know what I'm saying? So don't get upset about that. So that's the main advice I can give anybody. You're going to get your biggest support from strangers, people who don't know who the fuck you are. They're going to mm-hmm. see something you're going to take a liking you. Your biggest support is going to come from them. Your biggest non-support is going to come from friends and family who you expect to support you. You follow what I'm saying? So know this going into it. That way when it happens, you don't get mad at it. You follow what I'm saying? I went through this shit firsthand. Firsthand. So I know. I do. Yeah. Both Cliff and I want to say thank you for spending your time with us. We want to say thank you to Maul the Pimp for a fantastic and real conversation. You can find Maul at maulthepimp.com. That's two A's in Maul. You can find Cliff Brooks at cliffbrooks.com or at southerncollectiveexperience.com. You can find myself at michaelamaday.com, worldpoetrymagazine.com, and worldpoetryopenmic.com. Until next time. Remember to be yourself. The world needs your authenticity. Do the hard work. 
conquer your obstacles creatively. Remember to follow your heart, for it's easy to lose your head in this business of music and poetry.